Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I am LJ. And I am Oatman with my dear, dear friend, Mr. Chandler. Oh, I'm okay. I get to be here. This week, we're going to take a look back at the 2018s and talk about not the best film of the year, but our favorite, because I didn't see all the movies last year, and I won't. Nor I. And also our runner-up. Let's start with the runner-up, sir. What was your runner-up favorite film of 2018? You first. Well, I already started with you. No, we always start with me. I want to hear what your first was. Okay. My, well, you already know it. I do? You may have forgotten. What was it? I said it yesterday at the thing. Oh, I may have forgot. I, I definitely oh, you were not. looking at your phone. I remember now. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> My runner-up is David Lowry's The Old Man and the Gun. Oh, okay. I, see, I thought, okay, I thought this was your favorite. That was no, your second favorite. That's my runner-up. And, and that's that's the film that I have not seen that I really want to see. I'm gonna. It's good. Yeah, it, it looks good. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge Robert Redford fan. He's great in it. It's yeah, uh, he, he's, so he's sadly, awesome. sadly, this is the film Robert Redford said will be his last. I hope that's not true. But if this is going to be his last film, it's it's a it's a very appropriate way to go out. It's a it's he's charming as hell. There's pathos galore. It's a great character piece. His relationship with Sissy Spacek is great. So real brief. Briefly, he's uh, well. He's an old man with a gun. He goes in uh, <laughs> hobo with a gun. What is it about? Thing. Here's the here's the odd thing. I don't think he ever actually has a gun. You think or you you don't know? It's I'm, never... I'm tra- it's been a while since I've seen it, but I don't okay. think he ever uses a gun. That's okay. the whole thing. Because like in the in the trailer, they have him pointing. He, he with points his with his finger. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he ever actually has one. But he robs banks extremely politely. <laughs> he's incredibly polite and charming. Does he wear a mask? Nope. He just walks in. Oh. I think he wears like fake. Perhaps facial hair, okay. but he's got his uh, he's got his wingmen for that. One is Danny Glover, the other is Tom Waits. Yeah. Uh, so they case out the joints, and he's the front man. He goes in up there to uh, the teller, and I think he always chooses a, a female teller. And he's just he creates an incredibly polite note, and he's just charming as all hell. I mean, he's Robert Redford, you know. Even cool. even now, he's just like incredibly charming. He's a delight. And, and, and the, the teller said. Ah! It's, take this money. No, it's not that, but it, it's it's straight up like oh and okay, it's like hey, you're doing great. You know, it's like this is your first time being robbed. Like yeah, yeah, you're doing a great job. You know that kind of stuff. You know, just, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. You yeah, know, I, I definitely want to. See. I love what you're doing. You know, you, you got a great smile. You know, he's just he's he's just charming as hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, Casey Affleck is the guy who's who's going after him. Okay, uh, and it's. You know, it's it's not it's not showy. It's not a blockbuster by any means, but it's just a great character piece. It's a delight. Great acting. The scenes are fantastic. The dialogue's great, and the character development stuff. Uh, he's not a perfect guy. You know, he's. I mean, he's a thief straight up. He's a bad dad. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, In some ways, it sounds like the Mule. I think. Well, I've not seen the Mule. I've never not heard a good thing about it. Perhaps it's like a good version of that film. I don't know. Yeah, to me it wasn't bad. I mean, it was it was okay. It wasn't as good as a lot of his other works. It was okay. But as um, same thing, old guy, bad father, committing crimes. Uh, is it charming? It's not charming. See, this is incredibly charming. Yeah, this isn't charming. Uh, this this film's a delight. It really is. And this is like this sounds like that uh, that oh, the blue eyed guy uh, Paul Newman. Yeah, Paul Newman. Sure. Yeah, and he had he had a movie called Nobody's Fool, mm-hmm. which was like that. Just this charming old guy. It was a near do well, but incredibly charming. Yeah. So I, it, I can't wait to see it. 
It's good. And if this is going to be his last film, it's a great way to go. What you don't want to do is retire after Welcome to Mooseport. <laughs> you know, Gene Hackman's one of the great actors of all time, and that's his last film. And I can imagine doing that film that's saying... That's his last film? That's his last film. What, he said that? Yeah, he's retired. He said he's done. And for both of these actors, I hope it's not because, you know, maybe they've got some degenerative disease or something. Who knows what it is? Maybe they're just tired or, or they're good. You know, they don't have to prove anything to anybody. But I can imagine doing Welcome to Mooseport and saying, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> like you finish filming that and you, like, you just drop the mic. Yeah. Ah. It's like, I don't want to do another one of these. <laughs> If I make, if I never make another movie I'm again, done. it'll Good. be too soon. Yeah. I just realized something after filming this. I hate movies. Yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I hate film. I just, <laughs> it, it just came to me. You might think you'd do that after Superman Four, but no. Oof, what? Uh, welcome to Mooseport. But in any case, yeah, just a delight. Love this film. Check it out if you haven't. It's uh, it's worth your while. Indeed. Oatman, runner up. Or Infinity Wars. What is that? Uh, isn't that the last Avengers movie? Whoa. Oh, this is a um, one of those Jack Black vehicles. What are <laughs> it's a little art film. Okay? It's like Goosebumps sequel or something like that. <laughs> so that's my that's my runner up. Is uh, I thought that was great. Why? Uh, I thought it did something quite ingenious and ambitious. It took this sort of like roster of great protagonists and it actually turned the film around and made the antagonist the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad guy. The, the bad guy. The really that, that the arc of that film is about Thanos. Thanos. He's the, he is the hero. He is the person we go on a journey with. And there are just so many scenes in that that I just thought were amazing. And and the stakes of it are so high. It, it reminded me, and this is one of the best compliments I can give it. It reminded me a lot of Empire Strikes Back, where you're at the end of the movie, and you're like, what, the, the bad guys win, and it's like <laughs> today they do. Yep. Yes, they do. I just thought it was great, and I, and, I, and and I'll say that I think it had one of the greatest character moments of any Marvel film in the history of Marvel films at the very end of it. Unnoticed by many, but I just thought it was a great moment after you've had all this action and Thanos has uh, vanquished half the world's population. There's this scene where they have Thanos like sitting on a rock or something. Yeah, he's like in some dilapidated house and with the sunset or sunrise. Yeah, and you can just see the weight of what he's like. You can see that what he has done has cost him something. He he's not just on the rock twirling his mustache. It's it's cost. But there's also great relief on his face. Like I've I've I, done I, what I set out to do. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't take it as just relief though. I took it as yeah, I agree. A deep, deep tiredness. Yeah. Uh, and there's also that great scene where he's with his adopted daughter. Gamora. Gamora, and, and he's in the, that one character. Red Skull. Where Red Skull says, you know, he's not crying for himself. Yeah. I, I just thought that was a wonderful scene. And it's just one of those times in which they stop. Those tears are not for him. Are not something for like him. that. Yeah, something like that. They, they stop the action long enough to have this character moment he's the they, they're doing you know performance capture on that he's the actor give me the guy's name josh brolin josh brolin he's the one who's really got the most to do yeah as an actor he's got the hardest job absolutely and he goes on the biggest journey he and goes every on the biggest journey and and the way they land him is so wonderfully but that scene because you know so often when you see villains in a, in a film like this 
Sometimes you don't get the full weight of the stakes that are involved for them, or you don't get the idea of sacrifice. Like, I've seen so many movies like this where you have an evil villain, and they have all of these nameless, faceless henchmen that are around them that are getting killed. And who Justice cares? League, cough. <laughs> yeah, who cares if they get killed? But in this case, it was one of these things of, oh, you want to vanquish the world population? Fine, you can have that, but you got to pay a price, and you got to give me something that hurts. And you can see that hurt on his face when he has to do that. I just, just thought that was a really, you know, just the idea that you're doing these wonderful films that are big and splashy, but you take the time to actually write real character. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was well done. And the action was good on top of that. And when everybody starts popping away, man, that was powerful. When people start, you like, <laughs> you just start seeing people disintegrating, like all of these great characters we've been following. I thought that was really, really satisfying in an unsatisfying way, the way they ended that. Really liked it. Really, really liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I, I, I didn't like it as much as I think most people did. I, I wanted to like it more. Um, as great as Thanos is, it comes, I think, at the sacrifice of all the other characters. That's what I liked about it. Okay. I like, cause that's so unusual where you make, it is. where you make the antagonist the lead. I thought that was interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, you can still do good character stuff. Like, like, I guess there, there's still some of it. You get some of that with Star Lord. You get some of it with Spider Man. You get some with Iron Man, but they're few and far between. I especially don't care for anything they did with Captain America. He's just kind of there doing his Captain America thing. And he, of course, makes one of the dumbest choices plot wise. That makes no sense. But in any case, yeah, it's fun. It's not on the top of my Marvel list, but uh, it's good. My number one, 2018, favorite film, Bad Times at the El Royale. Good film. Loved it. It was such a delight and a surprise for me. Drew Goddard coming out with that thing that has so much going for it. It's got little Hitchcock. It's got a little Tarantino. It's got a little uh, Joss Whedon uh, going on in there. It's it's all that stuff coming together with some, you know, I have some nagging things and that I talked about in our episode on that film. But I think for my money, that is, that's a movie movie, man. That is, you want to go to the theater and see like a movie like they used to make. That's a movie for you. Loved it. I can't argue with that at all. That's a great choice. Love that film. They did so much in there. And I was, I'm laughing thinking about it because I was just listening to the Dana Carvey uh, interview on Conan O'Brien's podcast. And Dana Carvey does these bizarre impressions. And one of the impressions he does is, um, what's this, the star that's the guy who plays the priest? Oh, uh, um, Jeff Bridges. Uh, yeah, Jeff Bridges. He does an impression of Jeff Bridges eating. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you got to hear the impression. I'm uh, I'm one away. I'm on the I just did the Yeah, you <laughs> I just did uh, what's the guy's name? Funches? Yeah, I saw that one. That was a good one. Listen to that one. And he's just talking about how how my man comes from like Malibu, California, but he's got this weird <laughs> accent. Yeah. I got eat we a ham. <laughs> well, that's it. We're getting off topic now, but I remember <laughs> David Cross had this bit a long time ago uh, about uh, the redneck accent. Like, it it knows no race. It doesn't know region. The redneck voice is everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. You'll, it's north, south, east, west, suburb, city. The redneck voice weirdly transcends all of that. Uh, it's a weird thing. Not that Jeff Bridges is a redneck voice, but he does, especially in the last 
like 15 years. Yeah, he's that he's, dude has turned into some kind of like prospector character. Yeah, exactly. Like a 49er. Yeah. So yeah, that was a great film. I, I, I love that film. It would probably be in my top. It's five. such a breath of fresh air oh, for me. It was wonderful. It really was. Uh, studs to, to the top. I, I would have put that in my top five. I, I like that film. Uh, the, the film I picked. I picked not only because it was a great film, but just because of its cultural importance. I picked Black Panther. You comic book nerd. Uh, had to pick Black Panther. That, that Both was... your movies are comic book movies. Come on, man. <laughs> well, those were the ones that I thought did the most interesting things. Black Panther is just a great example of a film that I like because of its innovation. It just did some really interesting things. And it's like a... what? Well, they just had sort of these kind of weird moments of black consciousness sown throughout them. Like, how often do you see a film that does Afrofuturism? Like, that's such a weird thing to see in a... Let me see, what time is it? Um. (laughs) You know, how often do you see that? Or like, a couple of the speeches that were in here. And again, I I, I equate it back to what I was saying about uh, Infinity Wars, where they stopped the action long enough to have these really interesting moments. Um, to have a lot of significance, like that scene where he goes back to the ancestors, which is a huge thing in African lore, and then he confronts them. You were wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. Yeah. Like what you did. Like that's his father that he loved. That's a great moment of, of character development. You were wrong in what you did, father. As much as uh, Killmonger is a nutbag. You were wrong in yeah. what you did, and and now I have to go clean your mess up. I thought that was a great moment, or when Killmonger's about to die and he drops to his knees, and it's a it's a great he has a great speech, and he gives a really great speech. I just thought it was a lot of little nuggets in there mm-hmm. like that that I just thought were just brilliant pieces of writing and brilliant filmmaking, and I thought very ambitious filmmaking, and I, and it's sad that. You got to find that in a Marvel movie. <laughs> like you, you would hope that you. How would dare see, you? Well, you would hope that you saw touches of that, like in a Spike Lee movie or in anywhere the, else. Yeah, you know, in these more quote unquote serious filmmakers, but you know, instead they're making you know this Christmas and well, uh, Black Klansman. Yeah, but that was a much less good movie. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> And, and a lot of that was not, I don't see a lot of that in that. Yeah, you're right. So I just, I don't know, I just thought that was really There's well, some interesting cultural arguments within that movie. It really is. Um, I mean, it, but, it yeah. really is. And, and again, I thought it was real interesting to have a film that in a really strange way kind of vindicates the villain. Yeah. I mean, in this film, even though he dies, the villain wins the argument. But that was really interesting. I, I really, it was one of those films that at the time I saw it and enjoyed it. The the his his end his ends is right, but his means are way wrong. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that uh, when I look back, it has even a greater significance after I saw it. Okay, I respect that, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Twenty eighteen in a nutshell. Disagree all day long. We didn't watch those movies. So tough. And with that, check us out on DisagreePodcast.com, our website. We're on the Facebook, on the iTunes, Apple Marketplace, so on and so forth, Google Play. Tell a friend about the show. And with that, talk at you next week, everybody. Bye. Peace and chicken grease.